NPR's Life Kit wants to help you make changes that actually stick this new year. From how to do dry January to how to start a creative habit, we've got new episodes all month to help you start the year off right. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Listen and subscribe to Life Kit. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. Every Saturday night at 11.30, Melissa Villasenor is part of one of the most talked about television shows in history. She's in her fourth season as a cast member of Saturday Night Live, a show that often finds itself the topic of conversation online and around the office water cooler, if any of those still exist. The young Latina California native is also a very talented vocalist who has released her first album called Dreamer. Now, her talented comedy are matched by her vocal talents. The album is a deeply emotional take on life, love, and exploration of the self. Not exactly topics for comedy, but they're not supposed to be. Melissa Villasenor is here to explain why. Melissa, what an honor. Welcome to Alt Latino. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks for having me. And we have a wonderful surprise visit from Jasmine Garst who continues to occasionally drop in and hang out with us. Jasmine, it's always a pleasure to have you back in the co-host seat. Hi, Felix. And we're starting things off musically with a track called Shine, again from Melissa Villasenor and her album, Dreamer. It rubs on me, I'm an empath, you see. Yes, I know, yes, I know, we're not meant to be alone. Yes, I know, it's all growth. That was Melissa Villasenor from her album, Dreamer. Jazz, you haven't been here for a while, so you get the first question. So I guess we'd like to start off by asking people what was the, the soundtrack of their childhood. It's like when, when you were a tiny toddler, what were your parents listening to in the house, and especially, I guess, in California in the car? Journey. That's the first thing that pops up. My mom is a big classic rock gal, and she and I just remember being in kindergarten and singing like it goes on and on and on. <laughs> and awesome. uh, yeah, Journey was definitely the first one I remember, and then Queen. My of mom course. loved like the, she was the cool gal with that all the music and Bowie and Bee Gees, Beatles. 
Um, my dad and I was talking to my parents today, like on their family chat, and I was like, "What? What were? What was playing in our household a lot?" And it was definitely a mix. I mean, we definitely also were listening to Luis Miguel. Ana Gabriel was my favorite singer in third grade, even though you know, I know I don't really know Spanish, but I really knew the songs. And <laughs> well, I think that the the operatic quality of Queen and Luis Miguel is like. It's not that far-fetched, you know, yeah, the connection. such good voices. And it yeah. sounds like a very uh, typical California diet, musical diet. Yeah, Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just a little older than you, so I was listening more to the 70s, early Felix, 70s you're rock. you're quite a bit older. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Jazz. <laughs> Way to start digging in. <laughs> I've missed that. I've had to be on defensive in, like, forever. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm significantly older than you guys, uh, but it's it's still the same ideas. You're listening to Mexican music at home or Spanish language music at mm-hmm. least, and then, you know, for me it was Jackson Five, James Brown, yes. you know, all the other stuff, right? And it's it's a healthy mix of different cultures. One Always. of my favorite of your stories is like the radio being on fee and like it was like rancheras and then Felix <laughs> would like switch it over to Jackson 5. <laughs> as soon as we woke up in the morning, because that's what my mom would get up and make my dad breakfast before he went off to work and she'd yeah. be up and, you know, we'd get up and like, OK, time to turn it over to the top 40 at the top radio station. And so and I think that it eventually it always comes back to those two influences especially when you listen to the music on your album. There is uh, quite a bit of romantic quality, but it's it's always distinct. There are, there are influences, but it's distinct. Thanks. Yeah, I definitely try to mold it to everyone that I, uh, of musicians I really like. Whenever you were able to like really dig into music, because at some point, uh, musicians, I played percussion, I've been playing music since I was a kid, and at some point, you just really get into it. You dive in and you listen to everything, and that's when your musical identity is formed. When did that happen for you? Well, my older brother, always the older brothers, like, if, <laughs> you know, bring in, like, you listen and check this out. And I was like, cool. Okay, Green Day and No Doubt, you know. And then in high school, I was really loving Sky and pop punk. <laughs> Some 41, distillers living in. Like, I, I loved all of that. and Also very California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a band. There was a local band called Tsunami Bomb. And of course. I, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I love. I, I saw yeah. them twice in concert. I was like, I just loved also that amazing female vocalist in punk bands. It's still one of my favorite things. And I feel like I'm pretty influenced by No Doubt and, and Paramore. And you can tell in my song Dreaming You Up. Those are the two main influences for that song. I was into all the pop queens, you know, the ninety late nineties, early millennium. I loved Britney, Christina, Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore, and I like studied. I really just got so into them, and I know the pop format of songs. So a lot of my songs have that, you know. It might be cookie cutter, as they say, but I don't care. It's easy for people to get into, and I enjoy it. It's funny that you mentioned uh, dreaming you up because I want to play that track since you talked a little bit about it, but it also. It, it reflects the, the duality that you have within you of your talking voice and your singing voice. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Check it out. All right, here we go. <laughs> Melissa, you mentioned your song, Dreaming You Up, so let's hear that one. I'm so good, so good at visualizing till it feels real. Oh, when I turn that off, I see. 
So, like, what came first, you wanting to be a comedian or a musician? Well, I feel when I was really little, it was singing. I was definitely, like, I remember going, I went to Catholic school, you know, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember seeing the choir sing in church, and I was like, I want to sing up there. I have a good voice. But I didn't try. Well, then when I was 12, I realized I could do singing impressions because I soaked in the singer so much so what was the first person you impersonated where it was like i can do this it was britney spears oh yeah <laughs> i'm a slave so it was britney and the christina oh, oh. <laughs> yeah and i think oh my God. i was so i was just soaking them up so in, in intensely <laughs> and i think but i also at the same time i just loved singing and I love listening to them over and over. I think pop singers definitely when I was really little Celine Dion hearing Because You Loved Me as a kid I was like what is this and Fuji's too. Those were like the vocalists that I was like oh damn oh I really I'm sorry if I was gonna say. No it. you can say damn. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I think that it was like a nice mix of pop punk and then I just love like the pop diva gals too. I really love him. And like, meanwhile, your your brother is like feeding you. Yeah, he's feeding me the cool stuff. And <laughs> so I got like a nice mix. And I think that's what my album is. I've seen you grow, grow up so beautifully. I know you're younger, but you feel older than me. Cause you take care of me. and rock Oh, she's my rock Grounds me if I've learned to fall Reminds me listen to the Dream come true. Your man is the best 
You're listening to Alt Latino and our interview with comedian and vocalist Melissa Villasenor from Saturday Night Live. You know what's an interesting thing is that's my actual singing voice. Like on the whole album, I'm not hearing another singer. Because usually I'm prone to just mimicking them the way they sing a song. You know, Rocket Man comes on the radio. I'm going to sing it like Elton. I won't sing it in my voice. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, you've made this amazing career of impressions. And... Most musicians I've spoken to, when they start off really young, they're mm -hmm. imitating someone. They're imitating Bowie or they're imitating, uh, you know, Mick Jagger. And then at some point they find their voice. And I was wondering if that was a whole process for you because you've been doing these amazing spot on impressions for so long. How was it finding your own voice, you know, when you, you do it impressions? It took some time. And I feel like that was with my stand-up and comedy career, I felt. I've been doing stand-up over 10 years now, and for the first five years, it was the whole set was just impressions, and it was so scary to even try to talk about my life or myself and be silly as myself and figure myself out. But I always had that little battle of, oh, people just want to hear the impressions. They don't really want to know who I am. I had to break that wall of, I was like, no, I'm just going to try to work on new bits about my life, my family, talk about my pets, the weird things I do, and now my stand-up has a nice mix of impressions and voices and, and personal things. But with music, it's always been a part of me on the side, and then I, I just feel more recently like, well, this is my one life. I might as well just share everything I got. There's nothing to hide or hold back in. Is it scary to start doing that when you are already pretty famous? That that must feel very vulnerable. Yeah, and I did my music show last week in L.A. at the I, Dynasty I, Typewriter. It was pretty vulnerable, and I was there was a lot of little insecure thoughts of like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. How silly of me. I should just be doing stand-up and impressions. That's I should just be focusing on one thing and get good at that. But then after the show ended, I was like, oh, no, that felt good, a good challenge. I think it, why not do everything if I can? And you do, um, you're also an illustrator. Yeah, yeah You're an thanks. amazing illustrator. Thanks. You're like a renaissance woman. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. But I have to make sure I keep my focus. Like if, you know, it's a work week, I gotta stay focused on work. <laughs> I'm, I'm a single woman, I have a lot of time on my own, and, and I'm very grateful I have that time to just create, and that's really, it's really nice. So I'm just gonna, just paying attention to that. That's nice you're, to have. You're in, a, you're in a perfect spot for that right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. absolutely. And and there's and there really is nothing wrong with with doing it doing all of the above. Yeah. Honestly. Melissa Villasenor with a track from her new album. The track's called Old Me. for my head yeah okay you found me you found i ain't so perfect i tried i tried to erase the old me say sorry say sorry I'm glad i didn't say sorry yeah. 
I wanted to ask you about the mood of the album, mm-hmm. Dreamer. Um, like, to me, I guess everyone projects what they hear on an album. But to me, it felt, like, melancholy and very hopeful at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to ask, like, Fee, do we have the song, that, that song I love, Sweet Melissa? Yes. Uh, I love that song. Thanks. This is such a great song. Thanks. It's the first track on the album, and it makes a statement, right? Yeah. Now I'm seeing it after making the album that bands and musicians, they, they, it's like one story, the whole album. And I think that's really cool. And I think mine has that. I've seen you grow, grow up so beautifully. I know it. 
Sponge and Rock from Melissa Villasenor's new album, Dreamer. Okay, we've been talking for about half an hour, and we haven't even mentioned your day job yet. Saturday Night Live is such an institution, and we've heard over the decades from others about how it can be a pressure cooker for comedians. But Melissa, we'd like to hear what it's like to be on SNL from you. It is a pressure, high-pressure job. Very challenging, but I think... It gets easier through the years. I'm I'm really happy to be on my fourth season. Once I just started like paying attention and listening and learning from castmates and writers, I've got better at the show, and um, it's a lot. As a young comedian, is that something you were shooting for? Oh yeah. In high school, I was watching so much SNL, learning the impressions that Dana Carvey and Jimmy Fallon did, mimicking Chris Farley around towns um <laughs> but yeah that was def that was has been a long time dream i visualized being on the show the spring before i even knew i was gonna audition again i've been hearing a lot about this like a, a law of attraction my cousin keeps telling yeah. me about it and it sounds like you really put that when in you practice. feel good you get good yeah I mean, I guess also when you got hired, there was a lot around you being the first Latina cast member. Yeah. And I was wondering if that was a, also a unique set of pressure. It was. I, I didn't actually think about that, getting the show. I was like, yay, me. Yeah, I got it. And then, but I, I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty incredible. I hope I do a good job for him. Yeah. It is really awesome to pave the way. And, and I'm very grateful for that and honored to. What song should we go out on? I think Love Again. I think that's a really sweet one. <laughs> so this one is actually an older song. I had released it on an EP a few years ago. I think it was in a time where I was trying to, I could get selfish working on projects and then push people away that try to help. And I was just watching myself like, no, I have to help people work with others better. And actually, that's funny because I'm learning that now at SNL. Because the years of stand-up, I was always alone. My rules, you know, my the way I like it. But being on the show, that's the number one thing I'm learning is teamwork and being a team player and being happy for others. And I, and I think that this song is really important 
to sh- I, I think it carries that and uh to not be afraid to shine and be yourself so like yeah. both with the band and with snl it's like you're really getting out of your lone wolf phase yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 so and i think this also a sweet song I, I hope someday it's like in a disney movie or something i feel like it has that quality of you know some characters needing to help each other out so yeah well Elizabeth Senor thank you so much thank for joining you guys. us here thanks, on Latino thanks for your looks thanks so Jasmine this is really fun this is sweet and thank Jasmine you. it's always always a pleasure to have you back always I rarely come back but when I do I oh bring great God. gifts last time you came <laughs> no, last time you came you brought Bad Bunny man yeah <laughs> so yeah stay away for a while and bring somebody else back. But yeah I'll bring back like Freddie Mercury <laughs> I used to think that it was all about me Always I was wrong There are so many of us I wandered alone in my head and heart Till I found I was wrong I cannot do this alone Pray that I won't be good enough when met with someone like me. Try to dig myself out of here, find the light, find the love again. That's going to do it for us here at Alt Latino. We want to remind you to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We are NPR's Alt Latino. And don't forget our weekly playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. We hunt high and low for the best new music and keep you up to date. You've been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. As always, thank you for listening. Myself out of